time to get cracking on HG Bolton Stakes Day preview. Uh, the rail is out 12 metres. Interesting rail position after being at the True last week. Um, bit of rain around overnight. I'm uh, predicting, well, we're expecting another rain-affected track. Hopefully a bit of drying weather today and tomorrow leading up to bounce down on Saturday. What are you, uh, any, any mm. thoughts for the listeners on, on the track? Well, it should be... Just about a good track, I think. Mm. I don't think there's any more. I don't think there's a great deal of rain. Might be a little bit on the day, but uh, I shouldn't be overly affected. The twelve meter pad—that's um—that's unique, isn't mm. it? Because I usually follow a pattern where we go true three, five, seven, uh, nine, twelve. So look, very unique on a Saturday as well. More of a midweek rail position. It is very yeah. unique on a Saturday. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. That's a, it's a Warren Wednesday mm. position, isn't it? So, look, I um, I love a good a good track pattern discussion as much <laughs> as anybody, BJ. But um, I reckon that, uh, and I'd love. I don't know anything about this, so I'm talking completely uneducated here. But um, there was about five or six meetings in a row where the rail played cold. It didn't matter if it was true, fifteen, five, seven, whatever. It played cold. That was midweek and Saturday. And that was also dry and wet conditions. Um, And now there's been about four in a row where the rail has been the best lane. So I can only presume that there has been a change in procedures. Um, I don't know how the rails moved, BJ. You probably know more than I do in that sense. I don't know how the rails moved. I don't know how the track is mowed, irrigated, etc., etc. But I dare say, and again, I am only... I am only uh, making an educated guess on the fact that there's a direct pattern. It's, it's a line pattern. There's a few meetings in a row where it's playing this way, then a few meetings, regardless of where the rail is, that it has something to do with that. So um, out to the 12 metres, I think you have to early on, uh, if you're going to have an early bet pre-post, you want to be only backing things um, on or near the speed because it could well just turn into a day where you um, you can't make ground again. Well, it was interesting what you were touching on, and I think you and Cripper discussed it even more on the Wild West about just waiting and, and keeping your powder dry to see how the track played out last Saturday because if you did that, you would could have easily found Wrinkley, Zephyr Queen, and it just about made uh, Massimo moral, didn't it, later on it in the day last did, Saturday. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there was a bit of merit in, in just waiting. The the setup for Wrinkley was terrific at the, at the good odds as well as um, Zephyr Queen and, uh, and, of course, it just allowed Massimo to sit outside leader and control the race and just get over the top of Maginica and, and especially as that pattern began to establish itself uh, early in the day and then and then franked itself later in the day. So, um, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Even Maginica, I mean, if even people th- hear all those names, they think, oh, they're all pretty well on the market, nothing majorly priced. Maginica would have gone around at 30, 40 mm-hmm. to 1 type yep. thing, but uh, with the 51 kilos on your back and a, and a hot rail, you're always going to be um, you're always going to be hard to get past. So, and it took Massimo the entirety of the straight to, to claw, um, claw Maginica in as well. So there, there is the occasional time where you'll get a, a real special um, that, that sort of, appears otherwise that might sort of be advantage down in front um but yeah it's it's definitely worth especially for the later races the earlier ones in the card we don't know too quickly so you can probably dive in and take a price earlier but um especially for the latter races you, you really can uh, wait and see okay so yeah the uh the weatherman is saying that we're looking at about 22 degrees plenty of sun around for a nice day out at belmont park i think i'm gonna go check it out actually on uh yeah on Saturday. what are you what are you doing guru are you heading out 
Yeah, I think I might as well. Actually, I haven't been out for a while, so I might uh, might get out there, chuck on uh, chuck on me me Saturday finest, and um, yeah, go and sample some of the local delicacies. Cool. Looking forward to seeing you out there, mate. All right. Yeah. Oh, I was going to try and avoid you <laughs> for the day personally, but <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> well, I am banned from the uh, from one one headquarters at the moment, so mm. yeah, that's not that's yeah, not surprising no. at all, actually. So. I'm just using the fake quarantine rule at the moment just to uh, to keep you out of here. So, yeah. Anyway, let's get stuck in. Race one is the Agent Fresh Plate for two-year-olds over the 1,200 metres. See the return of our boy Dylan, pretty smart customer in his own right, mm. taking on uh, the might of the Travis Murray-owned Clairvoyance, who's one from one after saluting right. on debut over 1,000 metres. They, too, Look to dominate the market, and either of those two look like look the likely winners for mine. What are your thoughts, Terry? Uh, yeah, I think uh, those two definitely make sense. Clairvoyance has a lot to learn. Um, pretty, if Clairvoyance found the good rail, but it was still a really nice win for her to go above uh, benchmark and give a nice kick and hold out all day session. Who was in a bit of a fight with Born to Rule the previous. Uh, a few weeks ago, so it's a nice enough form line. Um, it was pretty hard to miss the trial of our boy Dylan, mm. wasn't it, BJ? Yeah, top notch. Yeah, it was top notch. They um, went along 58-13 over the 950. Only two horses ran a quicker trial that day. Do you know what two horses they were, BJ? I'm assuming it was Cup Night and Red Can Man. Oh, look at that. I haven't even, we haven't even pre-planned that. Very good stuff. It was. Only Cup Night and Red Can Man ran quicker trials, so I think this is a good opportunity for Joey as a party to... Uh, to break his uh, little losing streak, uh, his current dry streak he's currently on, should should go forward. Uh, if they don't lead, because it's up to the 1,200 metres first up, they don't lead, they could park. Um, I must admit, I don't have a huge amount of confidence in the nice possible way. In the ne- Neville Parker yard at the shorts, um, which would probably... Give me some cause for concern about hopping into anything too thin here, BJ. But uh, as you said, it should be between those two. I do think a knockout blow could be Queen Brown. Mm, blinkers on. Yeah, blinkers on. Was really good first up. Uh, and just got a mile off him. Just in another race to some pretty sharp midweek two-year-olds. Um, look at the form around Dom Deschute. It was probably a better run than Dom Deschute on debut. Last campaign, I think Brad Parnham can probably position up midfield, even slightly forward in midfield with the blinkers on. And if choice bid goes forward and um, maybe Luke's kicks up from Barry One, Champagne Diva, and there's a bit of bit more toe on than we expect, it, it, she's the one that could be having the final crack. So, yeah. Current prices, uh, I've marked our boy Dylan, 330, Queen Brown, 550, Clairvoyance in the middle of those two. So, current prices allow me to sort of back our boy Dylan and, um, and have something on Queen Brown as well. BJ. Yeah, I was three dollars our boy Dylan. So the current current odds about three fifty, three thirty mm-hmm. are pretty good. I actually marked him above clairvoyance, same as you. So I was four dollars clairvoyance. So the um the two the two twenty five, two thirty available for clairvoyance at the moment is um is not for me. But uh, I had our boy Dylan on top. Interesting to see whether they just try to try to lead or whether they sit. I'd probably prefer to see them lead and make um, clairvoyance sit outside them. Um, that would be the preferred tactics for me. Yeah, always prefer to see the young horses uh, out in front rather than trying to do something a bit different and uh, and actually settle. 
in the run. Yep. So, yeah, I think if our boy Dylan finds the rail in front with clairvoyance on his outside, I reckon he should have the right position to get the job done. Looks like he's got a bit of talent. Stretched Karakata plate winner. I'm a single man at, uh, at his second start at Ascot last uh, last preparation as well. So all the form is there. Yeah, I, th- I think he he's, he's going to be really hard to beat first up. Yep. I like it. All right, race two, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. This is the first of a little bit of a bugbear of mine here, BJ. This is the first of three consecutive 1,000-meter races. Um, race two is the West Speed Zero Metro win. And then race four is a 60-plus. I, I don't know why we couldn't have – and if you looked at the nominations, they were basically the same horses nominated for both. They just yeah. went with Barrier. Surely one of them could have been a 1,200-meter race. It's just – to me, that just seems unnecessary that we've lobbed in two pretty much identical races. Now we've got two small fields. We could have had a capacity 16-horse field and then a 1,200-meter race. But anyway, what are, what are, are we – Are we having too many 1,000-meter races? Uh, I, th- I I think so. It just fe- – it feels like we've been – it feels like we're loaded up with 1,000-meter with races. And I – I don't know. Like, is anyone missing the straight thousand at Pinjarra? Like, how how good has it been not having to worry about that oh, I loved this it. season at, at Pinjarra? You were you a fan? I loved it. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. uh, it's a very particular type of racetrack. So horses can go there that are absolutely flying. They've never been down the straight before. They started dollar sixty, and I'm happy taking them on every day of the week. Or vice versa, <laughs> a horse can't walk, or it's not not in its best nick, but it gets down the straight. And um, I think Sharp Bob's one we're going to talk about a little bit later. And Sharp Bob's sort of a horse that uh, down the straight it, it becomes winks, and anywhere else it becomes uh, escalating. So. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just a very particular track. Form goes out the window, and I love throwing form out the window. So bring bring <laughs> back the shoot. Don't shoot the shoot. Uh, I'm all I'm I'm over these thousand meter races. A bit like you, Terry. I think we can we can do better with this with this programming. And um, I think we got we got three thousands, two twelve hundreds, a thirteen, two fourteens, and a twenty two. Just feels like there's a, a lacking bit of balance in the programming, Guru. Yeah, I agree. I um yeah, I one hundred percent agree. So. Anyway, you know what they say? There is a uh, there is a winner in every race. So there should be a winner in this one and it's pretty easy for me. I'm going to basically just work on the back the best horse in this race theory and the best horse in this race by a fair way. If this is over 1200, this would be an absolute stand on the table and declare it job. Back to the thousand yep. slight risk, but Sir Mambo is just better than this. So, mm-hmm. uh, Sir Mambo is a horse that goes best drawn wide. Sir Mambo is a horse that goes best for the uh, the claiming apprentices um, are just allowed to roll into the race. Matty Derrick hasn't ridden um, this uh, this war chant gelding in the past, but you would suspect she would suit him down to the ground. Um, I'd like to see her go forward and try and land outside of Classy Lassie. Don't know if she's got the speed. Well, she he doesn't have the speed that Classy Lassie does, but um, he should still be able to um, park even if it's three wide, no cover. I don't. I've got no no issue with that in the small field. I just think. Um, I just think he's far too good. He's he's back to a 60-plus here, and have a look at his last two 60-pluses. He's carried 60 and 58 and a half, and he's beaten under a half-length showmanship and uh, under a length son of a god went second both times. So replicate that form, BJ, and you uh, you simply just win this race. And I even felt his last run in that Long Beach race was pretty good as well. Um, you know, like he was sort of camped off a really – Pretty hot speed. It was a good, it's been a good form race. So it's two things from that race as well. Yeah, yeah. Firstly, Jade doesn't claim anymore, so he's had to carry the fifty nine there in a far harder race. Second of all, the rail played a little bit sloppy by that stage of the day, and the rail wasn't the uh, the best spot to be. And uh, I think the most important 
thing to note from that race was that um, he actually had the tongue tie go on for the first time in his career, and it's been subsequently whipped off here. So I reckon mm. they're going to look at the fact that he maybe didn't uh, appreciate the tongue tie either. So uh, if he puts in any of his last um, – oh, the run against Black Ducati wasn't as good, but he was ridden colder that day, and I don't think that suited him. If he puts any of his last uh, – five of his last six runs, simply, uh, simply win this race. Yeah, it looks a good gate and a good uh – Good setup for apprentice Maddie Derrick as well. She should be able to do her best work on on Samambo, who does who does like to have a bit of space, and he even goes best when he's like when he's covering ground and just allowed to work into the race um, under under his own steam in a way. So I think this I think this is a good booking for Martin Allen, Maddie Derrick taking three kilos off Samambo. Yeah, I think. Sir Mambo should get the job done. I'm pretty confident along with you. The tempo set by Classy Lassie should be suitable. He's just going to be too strong for him late. Um, And, uh, yeah, and the only thing left for escalating now, Terry, Mm -hmm. the only option you've got left is Maddie Derrick, I think. I think she could be. If the wizard can't get her over the line, it could could be up to Maddie. I think so. I've got uh, absolutely no issues with that. I reckon Pete's probably about to uh, to sack escalating, so we might need a new trainer first. So does Matty train as well? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. Well, who 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 else you got in mind up uh, there in the goal field? No idea. I might. Uh, I've only got a little backyard here, but I might bring him back here and see if we can uh, get him going up and down the stairs a few times. We'll try something a little bit different. Maybe take take him <laughs> take him for a swim in the Swan. <laughs> So yeah, we see how he goes across the road, mix things up a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, as I said, looks a great ride for, for Matty Derek. Good booking, Martin Allen. I think Sir Mambo should be getting the job done. I wouldn't be surprised to see a bit of a run from She's Vital. Belmont, 1,000 metres sort of suits, mm-hmm. her best form stacks up. Jade rides her well. He's going to get a nice run from the jaw. If Sir Mambo is going to get rolled, I think it might could be uh, She's Vital, perhaps. Okay. It's a um, yeah, pretty even bunch after that, isn't it? It'll be quite interesting yeah. what the market does. I, I'm expecting big improvement from Chatter Session. If this was over 1,200, yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. probably be looking um, at even having something on at a pretty big price. But um, they've gone back from wide gates first and second up. Blinkers go on. I'm expecting more aggression, probably settle in the first four, ideally. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of improvement from Chatter Session being ridden more positively as well. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, Sir Mambo on top for the Guru and myself in race two of the day. So, moving on. Race three, 1,000 metres, who would have thought? Uh, 72 plus free entry to Belmont. Oh, there you go. There's our first winner for the day, BJ. Free entry to Belmont. Oh, free free entry. entry to Belmont Park. Not that they'd... Charge a couple of podcast stars with that, surely. Surely the red the red carpet comes out. Don't don't you know who we are? <laughs> oh, dearie me. Uh, over the thousand meters, uh, I like this race from a speed map point of view, BJ, because it looked pretty dead obvious um, how they would uh, how they'd shape up here. You'd expect uh, the Woy Wodgers train Tranquilla Sunrise, who um, it was actually it was only beaten five and a half in the in the bow final. I thought. Well, he was beaten a bit further. You'd expect Tranquilla Sunrise to hold the top. And this is one of those ones where if um, if the rail does look super hot, over the 1,000 metres, with just 52.5 on its back, Tranquilla Sunrise, I don't think it's winning the race, but can give a nice kick out in front and probably uh, yeah. run a lot better than its uh, probably 30, 40, 50 to 1 SP. Um, but Indian Pacific should land outside of Tranquilla Sunrise. And Indian Pacific will be all the rage, I'd suggest. I think the current prices are a little bit um, silly. Um, we are talking at the time of $1.45. 
come on, yeah, come crazy. on, give me a spell. No, that's that's a little bit thin. So I want to try and um, get him beaten at that price. He's, he's a very nice horse, yeah. but you've got to look at the fact he's, uh, he's fourth up, 1,200 back to 1,000, and he's uh, going to have to breeze. So it's not – I like a, a good fluent campaign um, where things just sort of uh, – there's a bit of continuous here. So the, the sharp drop back what? in – what did Brad do this morning? He wasn't that short. Was he on the tab touch, Brad McManus? No, I think he went up $2.10 type thing, which I think is probably closer to the, the correct price. Yeah. I think it's yep. – um, but in saying that, I mean, he's going to breeze over a 1,000 metres and he, he should give a kick and be too strong. But um, cryptic love. Yeah, dollar no, ninety into dollar forty as well on the on the local tab touch. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit thin, I think you'll find. So uh, cryptic love can run a race. It's, it's a shame Paul Harvey's uh, away. What's he suspended? Suspended, yes. Yeah. Suspended, yeah. So Joey Joey has a party, goes on, he'll be back last. Night Voyage was probably a good thing. Beaten for second against Cryptic Love last time out. It was absolutely flying. It's been 35 days though, so you've got to suspect Night Voyage has had a little setback or something. And uh, another one, it's a shame Undisclosed hasn't drawn a gate here and could settle a, titch, a touch close. So it's going to have to sprint with Cryptic Love. But Undisclosed last campaign won first up after trialling on Monday, running near last in the trial, but hard held. And then it won on the Saturday. It was trialled on Monday and then it's racing five days later again. So exact same setup where Undisclosed one last uh, last campaign, but um, pretty sure I was on that day. Too, I actually. think you might have been, and I think I told you it couldn't yeah. couldn't possibly win. So that was probably what got over, that's what probably got <laughs> it over the line for you. Uh, her over the line for you, but um, no current prices. What is, it's one hundred twenty five percent market. It looks worse than that with it taking the dollar forty five. How are none of those over my odds? Um, yeah, no, no, nothing's over my odds there. Badger Courage uh, improves for Luke. Uh, Luke's got a big team in on, on, on Saturday. And um, Badger Courage gets a nice, cute little run on the back of either Tranquilla Sunrise or preferably for them, Indian Pacific. And can probably run a race. But um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing meets the desired criteria here, BJ. Yeah, well, that's... Super, super short, isn't it, mm. Indian Pacific? I've got. I tipped him on top in the leg up, as um, as you could imagine. I was more around the even money mark. I didn't necessarily. I, I expected him to open up red figures, but uh, nothing like what I'm seeing at the moment. But that's okay. The market will can evolve over time. The only thing that's that's under my my price at the moment. Um, sorry, that's above my price at the moment is Cryptic Love. I had her marked second favorite around the five dollar mark. Yeah. Terry, what, what did you have? Cryptic Five love? bucks on the dot as well. Between, yeah, this so, is one of those yeah. ones you really want to see a horse in the first couple of races make some ground, though. If if it's if it's yeah. a really nice on pace track, I mean, and you got the best horse lobbing outside a, a semi weak one out in front, um, yeah, you you don't want to be, you want a, a little bit more uh, a little bit more meat to be getting involved, probably. Yeah, and and also the as you spoke about the no Paul Harvey is significant I think for Cryptic Love as well. But um, at their best, I think Cryptic Love and Undisclosed have the closing speed to make a horse like Indian Pacific sweat. But in in all seriousness, it does look a, does look like if Indian Pacific turns up breathing fire, he, sh- he should be too slick for him. I think. Derek? Yep, I agree. I mean, knocking off Windstorm and Levitate, and the only reason Indian Pacific probably lost last start when. I think he was two ninety into a dollar seventy type thing. It's because Arafura Ar- yep. went four hundred lengths above benchmark, and um, yeah, just took it on, set it up completely for uh, for Long Beach. So I'm going to stay out at this stage, but it doesn't mean I won't have a bet late because I like gambling. Okay, gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> All right, race four. 
over the uh, thousand meters. Bingo. This is another one, another mm, thousand meter race. Another one, yeah, yeah, another gee one. Whiz. Yeah, gee whiz, it's well said. Uh, Peninsula dining room handicap. Probably we probably won't end up there. I, I like when I go to the races actually to be in the uh, the cattle class. Really enjoy the uh, really enjoy the sight, sounds, and smells of what the uh, what the races bring. So uh, I won't be in the Peninsula dining room this week. But will you um, be lurking, old mates bar? Uh, yeah, I'll be. I reckon I'll just be oh, probably lurk, lurking everywhere. Yeah. Just um, yeah, just under. Yeah, that's, I'll just be lurking. That's all I'm going to be doing, BJ. It's just lurking. Lurking, full stop. Uh, Bradley put up a little tweet last night. Bradley, Mister Tab Touch, put up a little tweet last night about um, about this race being poor, and he he, he isn't uh, he isn't inaccurate. This isn't the greatest quality um, Saturday race we're going to encounter, but um, it is a. Interesting little betting medium, and it gives people the opportunity, and it gives punters the opportunity to potentially have a wide range of opinions here, BJ. Because what price are we talking for Bedouin Bell at the moment? Two dollars eighty. Bedouin Bell is a um, if it was a nineteen seventies band, it would be called the Pretenders. Is that a, is that is that right? <laughs> are they about the seventies? I've never. I don't even know. What no, a bit later. A bit later. Than okay. Yeah, that's not really my uh, my jam. Probably should have researched that one before I said it. Maybe the Seekers. Were you thinking about the Seekers? No, no, because no, because I wanted to go with the word pretenders. Is there a is yeah, there a band? They're more nineties. Nineties were they? No way. Yeah, nineties yeah. was my era. I thought that was all fifty cent and okay. Eighties and nineties, maybe. Yeah, maybe eighties. We'll, we'll, we'll do Google. we'll do some research. People will want to know. We'll yeah. put that on our uh, music podcast, which we'll do later this afternoon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bedouin Bell isn't a horse. I'd be. Uh, I would have a great. I don't have a great deal of trust in Bedouin Bell, and I think many of us do. It's just just a horse who continually starts under, uh, under the odds. So um, William Pike does go on, but from seven, he's likely going to be semi rearward over the thousand. And at that two dollars eighty price, I'm pretty happy taking her on. Um, I really think pearls and prawns. What were you? Five bucks. Five five bucks. Yeah. With, um, yeah. With that one, but again, I, I I did my market. I just, I don't just you don't really know. I think this is a good race. You've almost just got to have an opinion here about what you think's going yeah. to occur, and then if you're happy with the price, you just sort of hop in. So, um, yep. I narrowed it down to three horses I want to have a look at. Pearls and Prawns isn't one of them, but I just want to make note that I thought Pearls and Prawns' last effort was huge um, mm. against Missing Pro, who I think's a horse going um, extremely well and has got a Saturday win in at this campaign. Um, but I'm just going to wait with Pearls and Prawns. Back to the 1,000 metres, Ben Patterson, wide gate, doesn't tick the boxes in that sense. But a couple of horses I want to have a look at here, in particular was uh, Sea Wife uh, from Barrier 1. Uh, was backed was backed as if unbeatable on uh, mm. first up. I think it was something truck like... Truckloaded. Truckloaded, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> and they just, uh, yeah, they turned up to Pinjarra and uh, unfortunately the truck, uh, the truck drove away empty. After the race, yeah, but um, yeah, it was back. To, um, I think it was about three or four bucks into two twenty, so it was pretty good, solid support at the shorts. And um, she was headed. I actually backed the horses. The horses. The horse who um, headed her it was a horse, a Krista Pike horse called Vin Rouge. It was about Vin 90, Rouge, yeah. 90 to 1 late, and I was pretty keen it was going to run a race. But Vinrooge missed the kick, had to circle them, took about 400 metres, maybe even a touch longer to get to the front. Um, to hand up after 400 metres is just absolutely um, – that's the worst thing you can do as a leader. Bo was given no choice. I'm not. This definitely wasn't Bo's fault. The, uh, Jerry Noski and Vinrooge were uh, desperate to get to the front. Vinrooge was huge, actually. He held on for third, um, which really had no right to do considering how much work – uh, Vinridge did early, but Sea Wave lost interest in the horse race the moment um, the moment she was crossed. If 
This is the query I had for you here, BJ. What, what's your map here? What do, you, what do you have leading this horse race? I had Sea Wave leading, yeah. Do you think Sea Wave holds out Sharp Bob? I'm presuming that uh, they've put Bo Banovich Edwards on Sharp Bob because they want to try and jump and run. Yeah, I think the way that Sharp Bob led them up last start, very aggressive tactics. I'm assuming that they're that's the mindset looking at doing the same. Mm. So I, I imagine if Jade comes out running on Sea Wave, but Bo Banovic Edwards BBE uh, is uh, breathing fire with Sharp Bob. That shoot uh, Jade will just let Sharp Bob cross and run run along. Yeah, yeah. so that's my that's that's. That's my major concern here because I, I think if Sea Wave holds the top, Sea Wave's a different horse when leading. It's coming out of all those races. Like Sea Wave's coming out of that famous maiden won by Dark Mission that had Pucker Punyal, uh, Glamour Packed, Tiff has Spoken. Uh, it was just, it was the maiden which made you money if you just followed every single horse in that race um, forward. But but Sea Wave, all of Sea Wave's form has either been unlucky or, or huge efforts, really. And the best form has been when out in front. So, I reckon they'll instruct Jay to really try and hold up here. And if, if Sea Wave holds the top, I don't think Sea Wave gets beaten if it's a nice rail, to be honest. But I do have major concerns that Sharp Bob will cross. So Sharp Bob's actually the second horse I wanted to have something on with just the 51 kilos, potential hot rail. Thought the run behind Levitate was really good to run six of 14. Margin of defeat is uh, looks a lot worse than it is because Levitate cleared out from the pack. So um, over the 1,000 metres with pretty – pretty ordinary horses behind him i'm pretty happy having something on the horses i think will lead and sit in the breeze or lead and be leaders back in those two and uh the horse that probably gets in the best here it's probably going to be three back the fence is um magic mike's is that surely magic mike denim pack i just thought denim pack got in brilliantly here with the 52 and a half kilos denim mm. pack has run it's just a real shame rail ramoli isn't on from three back the fence i honestly that that would yeah uh, actually that's a that's a that's a great point. And yep. he rides his other horse later in the day from Barrier 11. It's pretty hard to find a rail from 11. He'll do it. Don't get me wrong. Rail Ramoli, he'll find it. But, uh, geez, this looks like the uh, the perfect steer for, for Has Magic Mike missed a trick there, not not putting Rail Ramoli on Denim Pack? 100% he yeah. has. Well, in all fairness, Mike's been in the racing game. Can we doubt he's him? Been right? in the, he's Can been in the racing him? game for 50 years. And he's yet to, uh, yet to pull the wrong rein once, so he was due. In all fairness, <laughs> so. um, but yeah, Denim Pack's the other one. So look, what they're they're around about eleven sevens, fifteens. At, at this stage, my thought process will be a, a win bet, a, a pretty interested win bet on Sea Wave, and at fifteen and eleven to one, I'll finish square on um, on those two, so, something like that, BJ. But uh, not a race I want to be going broke on, that's for sure. Yeah, no strong opinion for me either, Terry. So I went for. I went searching, I suppose. I didn't. I wasn't too keen on Bedouin Bell. I knew that she'd be coming up under the odds, which she has done. Thought Sea Wife uh, let me down. First up at Pinjara had some, I guess some perhaps had some excuses, but I think she can she can rebound. But um, but is only a class one three year old filly. The horse that I think can really run a race. First up is for Lion Machine at an each way price. Um, I found this mare a couple of times in the past. Graham Ballantyne hasn't hes- hesitated by starting her in, I mean, I know she's a mare, so he's probably chasing some black type, but has run in listed fillies and mares races in the past, even ran in a Bunbury Stakes last prep. Um, so he's taken on some much better races than what she'll be running against this weekend. Wasn't knocked around, was pretty well hidden in her. July 13 trial behind Cup Night. 
Doesn't have to get back to last from gate three. Jason Whiting rides this mare really well. If she's close enough on straightening and gets clear galloping room, I reckon Flying Machine can give this a nudge, Terry, each way. I that, BJ. We'll uh, be looking for the, mm. for the gaps uh, late, yes. I'd suspect. I was $8 Flying Machine and um, currently $10 are available at the moment. But I suspect it might even be a little bit better on the day. I, I think so. Back to the 1,000, it's going to probably be – could even be near last. Yeah. Um, doesn't really jump all that well. But, um, yeah, this is a race, as I said, that will have opinions left, right and centre uh, forwarded. People will be tipping Holy uh, Holy Ghost to improve on, on Holy Ghost Best can run a race. Uh, there will be people that have some interest in – he's a gunslinger. Back to the 1,000 wouldn't look like it would suit. But um, he's a gunslinger, found a different string to his bow last campaign being able to be ridden a little bit closer and I suspect the fact he isn't trialling here Martin Allen might have him and with Chris Parnham being booked and not a not an apprentice I think he might have him ready for a little bit of a first up assault with he's a gunslinger too so cracking little uh well not a cracking little race but a cracking little betting race with uh with many an opinion to be shared here I'd say yeah if you find the winner well done but uh for me for lion machine on top. Sea wave for me. Okay. All right. Terry, it's time for our WA Racing Mastermind competition, uh, sponsored by the Mundaring Hotel, which has been Heart of the Hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, if you're up that way, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. Congrats to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, James Ledger. Terry, punters.com.au's main man from Western Australia, James Ledger. You know we can probably do? We can probably rule a line in the ledger. <laughs> BJ. Okay. Couldn't we? We could hey? do. Couldn't we? We could do. Now, Jimmy Ledger is a astute judge, WA Racing man, does the tips for WA Racing on punters.com.au. He showed his trivia chops by winning last week's WA Racing Mastermind competition. $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel will be posted in the mail as soon as possible. So well done, James. And um, to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to answer the following questions correctly. Have you got your paper and pencil ready to go? And you're a racer too, Terry. I do, and I've got my Google search as well. Go. (laughs) Question one. Name the Bolton Sprint Runner on Saturday who is the past winner of the race. Question two. Name the now trainer who piloted Zesta. To victory in the 2012 Bolton Sprint. Um, all right, I got that one. I think. Really? Oh, a good get if you get that one off the yeah, top of your head. Yeah, I, th- I think I got that one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, former jockey, now trainer. Now question three: Name the trainer who saddled up four straight Bolton Stakes winners between 2007 and 2010. Hmm. After not sure about the third one. Okay. Yeah. On on paper that sounds like the easiest really as well. Yeah, well you'll be kicking yourself when you when you see the answer, but um I'm sure it'll come to you, Guru, at some stage. Mm. But uh they are the three questions for this week's mastermind. So if you if you get all three answers correct, you're in the running to win a hundred thousand dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. You say a hundred thousand dollar gift voucher? Is that what I said? I think so, did you? I, could have I was going to say, I might have to, yeah, I'm going to stop the podcast and have a bit more of a crack here. I might be, uh, might, I might be moving there. That's a fair old stint at the, uh, that's a fair old stint at the pub, a hundred grand. Jesus Christ, you could chuck a couple of quaddies on for that, couldn't you? 
That's a good session, isn't it? So it is. yeah, that certainly is. It's a jackpot. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a major jackpot. Oh, okay. Well, hundred dollar, hundred dollar gift voucher. Hundred dollar. Okay, hundred dollar. That sounds that sounds more like it. All right. Uh, the Don Martin seventy plus birthday handicap. Don Martin seventy plus. What's 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 he's, that all about? He's not giving much away, Donny Martin. Ah, uh, I get it. Sorry, yeah, that was a bit. Yeah, that wasn't me. Me sharpest moment. Ah, uh, Donny <laughs> Martin. He's seventy he's plus, probably seventy one. He's keeping his cards close to his chest about his uh, his age, Donny Martin, by the looks of things. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's fair enough, Donny. They say that seventy plus is the new. 50, so well done. <laughs> happy happy birthday to Donnie Martin. He sounds like a punter, doesn't he, Donnie Martin? I think he's a bookmaker, Don Martin, yeah. I was just about to say, that's, uh, that's probably why. I'm having a couple of slow moments here. Let's move on. Let's get on to the – let's get into this race. So this is oh, – actually, I, I couldn't care less about this race, to be honest, <laughs> BJ. Um, Do you want me to a, have a go? This is a shocker. Yeah, you, you hop into it. Well, it's been a while, Terry, as you're well aware, but mm. I think I'm back in alignment with my mare, British Bessie. British Bessie. British Bessie. I think it could be mm. her day. Now, she hasn't put her best hoof forward since racing no. returned to Belmont. She started her preparation really well at Ascot, but um, since racing went to Belmont, she struggled to bring her, uh, recapture her best form. However, I really liked her effort behind Sentimental Gift in a stronger race last Saturday, held up at crucial stages on the turn and in the straight, and I reckon with a bit more luck, she could have finished a clear second. That form heading into this race, which is really, really thin, Terry, when you when you look at it. This is a really thin race. That 72-plus form from last week translates strongly into this graduation 60-plus uh, actually, it is a 66-plus rated race, but it was so weak that it's been it's been scaled up. So it's a it's a 60 plus. Regardless, I think British Bessie can, um, who actually went around in a Perth Cup earlier this year, mm-hmm. I think um, actually expecting more positive tactics from Alan Kennedy, even though she's drawn the outside barrier 11. So with 60 kgs, I, uh, I think she can carry that. She has carried weight successfully in the past. I think she's got a class edge on these. On the quick backup, Sharon Miller, 2,200 metres. I think this is the day for British Bessie to return to winning form. What do you think about that? I, I, I'm not aligned with you, but I love the confidence of something at around the $10 mark, BJ. So I'm, uh, I'm happy with that. At least we can – yeah, it's always nice to throw out a couple at a price. Um, yeah. Well, well, I, well I, think, I think that Roman Fleur is, is getting pretty deep into her prep. She's the obvious – um, I suspect she'll miss William Pike. What horse doesn't? Um, Chris Graham goes on claiming three, ticks a lot of boxes, good draw, gets some weight off her back, in form, um, rock hard fit. And then, of course, we've got truly great Cerise and White, William Pike, Team Williams, but is third up 2,200 metres after running over a mile last Saturday. So I was happy to maybe take him on. Mm-hmm. So. In, I'm taking on uh, a no pike, Roman Flirt, and truly great who doesn't have the doesn't necessarily have the platform for 2,200 meters, but who am I to doubt? Team Williams. So that left me uh, with British British Bessie staring me right in the face. Yeah, no, I uh, I I was working on a similar uh, process of deduction. I mean, truly great. 
Yesterday they came for uh, they came for Delta Bell. Delta Bell's proven over the journey, but Delta Bell is. I, mean, I think everyone just expects. Oh, that'll just that'll just win. But you're second up over two thousand meters. Um, I didn't understand how the weight of money came for for Delta Bell into sub even money yesterday. I thought that was um, quite madness. And this this looks a similar. It was type. heavy, wasn't it? Heavy heavy money. Yeah, yeah. It certainly was. This looks a similar kind of setup to me. He was truly great. I, I I'm not saying it can't win the race, but two dollars ten across the agencies at the moment is. Uh, paper thin for a horse who has yet to race beyond the mile. So this is up 600 metres. Yeah, it's, it's obviously – he's obviously uh, the best horse, but um, but whether he can stay or not and whether he, even if he can stay, whether he needs his run just to get that platform, as you mentioned, is another story. Now, Roman, I, I'm obviously – me and Chris – Chris Graham hasn't ridden a winner since he's returned from suspension, and I'm still not overly um, – I still struggle. Me, me and Chris Graham haven't had a, too many winners as a punter and jockey combinations. I often say, uh, but uh, geez, it looks a nice setup for for Roman Flirt. There's no there's no yeah, speed yeah. in this. Roman's first last two, he's been a good thing beaten. Sat deep the trip, and then Pikey had to go back to last from or near last from the awkward gate. Came down the cold center of the track. I thought it was huge behind Fancy Fox. For me, um, Chris Graham can. Just about land, just about land in front here if they want to. Yeah. I'd, I'd almost instruct yeah. them just to lead, to be honest. But otherwise, he lands on the back of a horse like um, Diamond Tanique. Diamond Tanique. Potentially. Yeah. So there's, yeah, it's a pretty economical run he gets here. He just needs to make sure that uh, she's a happy horse in the run. And I've marked Roman Flirt. Basically, what I've done with this race, I've marked Roman Flirt 270 and truly great 420, which is obviously a lot longer than the current quote. And I've just said that that was to about an 85% market, happy betting above. So the 350, now 330 for Roman Flirt was enough to have something on. But again, the, the trust in in the hoop at the moment is, is not completely there for me. I think one that's going to go under the radar, um, and looking at the current markets, and you have to say it has gone under the radar. Is, is Fancy Fox? I know, I know, uh, I know. She got the perfect run to to win last start, but she was fourteen hundred to two thousand. She should only be. Yep. She should only be better for that. Um, yeah, seeing her, I, I, I don't lie. Hopping into. Uh, things that have just won their last start at cricket score odds the, the next time out because you tend to be trying to make up for something you missed uh, at, at their yes. previous outing. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think if you're talking um, – well, the markets have just changed right in front of my eyes, BJ. Truly great. It's gone 210 to 240. Are they listening? That genuinely just changed <laughs> across the board right then. Uh, 210 to 240 while um, – while uh, Roman Flirt's coming to about three bucks. So, ah, it's because Green Tub's gone up. All right, there was just a brief little pause there as a few of the uh, the various agencies uh, lobbed up some odds. I've, it's quite funny when, when New South Wales, Green Tab, uh, go up, BJ. Um, every other agency sort of follows their lead and, uh, nice. and and adjusts their prices. So a lot of the prices we've just discussed in the first few um, have now all sort of uh, have well not not drastically, but I mean we've seen Sir Mambo creep out a little bit, which is a bit slightly more backable to your two ninety three bucks type thing. Uh, we've seen. Uh, what else are we saying? Well, mainly it was probably the race we were just talking about, the race we are talking about. Roman Flirt uh, shortened quite a lot and uh, truly great as, as length. And so it's always very interesting how the market uh, reacts to that. Uh, it's almost like they're the uh, the guru of the uh, of the market creation scene, BJ. But uh, look, Roman Flirt for me, but I'm... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, not that keen to, to get involved here, especially at the three bucks it is now. Yeah, I, I'm happy to sort of take 
Chris Graham on until he finds his feet back in the saddle yeah. again. Um, he's just – he was off for two months and he's just coming back. Um, Did you see Brutus Maximus yesterday? Yeah. That was that was mapped. I nearly, because I haven't done a Twitter lay for a while, I was actually going to hop on yeah. and, and say, look, this can't be going up at $3.80 first up for a couple of years. It actually traded $3.30. Um, it was gone at the 600 It was under absolute sufferance. And it came again really, uh, really strongly. Could even just about be a horse to follow, BJ. Okay, yeah. Ran second, first up. You don't see him well backed uh, when they're first up for two years, do you, like that? Yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah, he just sort of responded to some hard riding late and mm. ran second. So, um, yeah, um, Brutus Maximus showed a heap of talent as a younger horse and he's back from a long layoff for the David Harrison yard. But, um, but yeah, so just recapping, uh, for this particular race, I had Truly Great and Roman Flirt 350 equal. My I had British Bessie, third favourite, $6.00. Currently around the ten nine or ten dollar mark, twelve dollars in some places. So for me, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty keen to go each way. British Bessie, very good. I like it, BJ. Want a bit of value for the uh, listeners today? Ah, uh, race six, the first leg of the when they got nine, yeah, when they got nine, the first leg of the uh, of the Quadrilla, the Glenroy Shaft. Shaf breadbags make Shaf handicap over the uh, over the thirteen hundred meters. This is another race I, I like races that um, give me a nice feel map wise. Bj, did you have Captain Kink on top? Boomtastic in the breeze. Levitate probably hopping on the back of Captain Kink just about could stay on the back of Boomtastic up to Chloe's choice and Giant Leap probably in your favourite spot in the uh, in the 1-1 one, one, I would uh, I would say BJ though there is a chance Seminole Bray could try and kick up or they're trying to be a bit more aggressive on Mood Swings surely Mood surely if you've got a nice horse like Mood Swings and it shows you a couple of runs in a row that it looks like it's had enough you put it away and look after a young horse I even think that was in the um, the stewards report last week I'm pretty sure George yeah he did Dupre yeah. said that it was an end of prep run yeah, so I'm very I'd... surprised to see it backing up unless he's found uh, an obvious reason for that failure um, uh, you've got to look after your George, this will be George Dupre's one of his best horses he's ever had I'd suggest you've got to look after him um, I'd say but again I'm not uh, I'm not there day to day with the horse so I probably shouldn't comment I shouldn't comment on most things but I do anyway so. I wonder if it's a uh, I wonder if it's a West Speed thing oh, well, you don't get any bonuses for running seventh so um, maybe but it's a serious also if he has found something and um, if he has found something I'd uh, yeah, it can it can run a race he might also think it might want the uh, the 1300 might not have enjoyed the drop back to a thousand the last two which is probably accurate but still looked a bit flat but um, look I think Levitate Park's just behind the two obvious Speed horses, uh, the price has gone down. There was some 260 with Brad Bet this morning, but um, that's that's not there. You might see it late, though, because there's going to be support for Giant Leap, but Levitation Land just behind this speed. BJ and... Um Geez, I think you hit the nail on the head a few a few weeks ago when you said Levitate's a slightly better horse chasing because Pontiff hooked it in behind him and let it go, and, um, yeah, he absolutely dominated him. Um a fortnight ago, and I, I foresee the same thing. A lot of respect for Giant Leap, and I'm usually the first one to be jumping on a um, on a Cerise and Wright runner that's, uh, that gets in on the minimum one of these type of races. But simple fact of the matter is, as soft as the last win was for Giant Leap, he couldn't beat Beat the Bro the start before. Beat the Bro's made that form look just okay, not super. Yep. Um, got smashed by Fury yesterday. Um, and then Giant Leap's beaten Bolshoi Girl, who's about a 10-start maiden, goes around in a couple of hours from now and probably should be pretty hard to beat a pin, Jerry, would suggest. But, mm. yeah, look, I, I'm expecting improvement from Giant Leap. Definitely not willing to 
to chuck in a lay. That's not what we want to do here. But um, I'm just also <laughs> wary of getting involved in the vortex. And for me, it's levitate. Let's hope that there's some giant leap money and we can get some 250, 260 late, BJ. You, you've been sort of hoping to catch Captain Kink recently and he's eluded you at um, well, his last few starts. Did he? Were you on when he won three back? Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. No, la, no, last start, last start, we were. Um, oh yeah, tell me on. That's good. Well, I basically when Pucker Punyal got into a dollar seventy, they're overbetting a few of these favourites, and Captain Kink touched seventeen to one for a second there. I think we, we, as we said in the podcast, we marked him about six or seven bucks. So yeah. there's always a lot of little specs like that when they get out to silly prices on the exchange late. But um, I think the same thing. That's probably the one yeah. horse to watch for here. I think the same thing will happen with Captain Kink. I think he'll trade it. 15 to 1 late and um, if, if Levitate's trading thin and Giant Leap's trading thin, I, I think – and I think if the rail's playing hot, I think that'll be a Quinella as well, Levitate and, and Captain Kink. So I mm. think Captain Kink each way late could just about be your bet again if Levitate's over, over bet. Yeah, he's a pretty smart horse in his own road, isn't he, Captain mm. Kink? And uh, mm. gives himself every chance out in front. Um, Jade rides him well, so he'll he'll take some getting past regardless. But you you mentioned something about the vortex, and uh, mm. I'm you in it. it. I'm in ah, it. Ah, you're in it. I'm in it. So uh, just been pretty keen on Levitate recently, and um, and he was he was a really good result for us last start. Paul Harvey jammed him in the 1-1 from gate 13 and just the tempo was perfect for him and he just smashed him, didn't he? Last start, this is obviously a different race, but it just feels like a different setup for Levitate. Don't know how comfortable he's going to be leaders back, especially if Jade looks to control things out in front, um, although Captain King does, you know, he, he moves along out in front. He's not a necessarily just a walk and sprint type horse but he's going to be inside Chloe Azapay is going to be inside William Pike I've got Giant Leap 1-1 will Chloe Azapay be able to get out inside Giant Leap how comfortable will Levitate be in that running position this is just some of the stuff that's uh, swirling around in my mind I quite Um, like that I quite like that actually I'm quite disappointed I hadn't um, considered that uh, I, I got a little bit a little bit rushed, I think, by the stage of proceedings late last night. But uh, I think you're on the money there, BJ. I think that's a, an extremely, extremely good point. So if, if 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 the map turns out the way that we we expect, I just I feel like Giant Leap's going to be in position one A with um, stalking the leaders with the hardest to beat inside him, which is pretty much um, you know part straight out of the Wizards, um, you know Wizards guidebook on how to ride bulk winners so i just feel like giant leap has always shown me plenty at the trials he um he looks like he's a bit of a slower slower maturing type than some of his stable mates i'm expecting further elevation from his last start pinjaro win where he churned out the fastest closing splits of the day after racing outside leader no cover yeah i just feel like he's going to get the smother to suit Pikey's going to be in, as I said, he's going to be in the right spot. And if if Giant Leap makes that elevation, which I expect him to, down on 54 kilos with with William Pike um, winning on everything, I just feel like this is a really good option for him, Giant Leap. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm taking a bit of a Giant Leap of faith with this fellow. And uh, I think he can take it right up to some of these more established three-year-olds. But it's a good race. Yeah, it's a cracker. And uh, I think you're on the money um, with Giant Leap. He does does look a nice horse. I might be... uh, I might have just perhaps 
looked at secret statue step up from maiden class to this type of but secret statue had a different feel about it giant leaps are a lot more tractable um can race closer to the speed um yeah it did it did move very nicely but it, this is a big step up to to knock big off a, a horse yep. like bolshoi girl and get beaten by a horse like beat the bro to 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 face levitate and captain kink who are the three-year-olds dominating the older horses so um yeah very much um looking forward to the battle and uh you could be bang on with that map and that map could be uh could be integral so um yeah a great race to uh to view as well yeah, I was I was four dollars twenty giant leap, and he's about that at the moment in the early markets. I was two twenty five levitate. They were my, they were my two. Yeah, I was two ten five fifty. So, um, yep. yeah, Captain King at eight to one. So it's it's pretty much bang on. I've I've got giant leap a little bit longer. That that could yeah. After listening to you speak, I I almost have a little bit of an adjustment of the market. But uh, I'm uh, I'm I've had a little bit of the early levitate at that, the two sixty or so, and I'll probably stay out. Besides that, I think and uh, watch a good horse race. Okay, speaking of good horse races, mm. the feature hundred thousand dollar listed twelve hundred meter HG Bolton Sprint. This is uh, this is what we're all been waiting for. It was a pretty low key start to the day. But uh, the three-year-old race is uh, is a nice lead-up. But this is uh, this is of course the the highlight, the standout, where we see you know elite talents, Cup Knight, Red Can Man, and uh, Samizdat locking horns. What um, the markets come out early yesterday afternoon? Mm. What did you make of of the early markets, Terry? And and how do you see this race playing out? I'm just I've been a bit concerned for a while because my brain usually works in a pretty unique manner. I'm, all my markets are nearly mirroring the markets that are going up far too often, and I don't like that. I like to be uh, I like to be very wrong or very right, preferably more of the latter. But um, look, I think they got the market just about bang on with this race. I mean. I'm going to go with the fact that the Bofine wasn't a great form reference, and that might not be the most popular opinion. Um, seeing Saraceno, I mentioned this last week, I think, seeing Saraceno, uh, Lockroy, Supermaxi come from last and run really big races like they did. Don't know if that, that screams the horse, uh, the form to follow here, BJ. So really going to have the, the blinkers on um, two runners uh, and the, the two runners at the head of the market, which is an overly exciting and red can man and cup night. Um Cup night does uh, have to settle a long way back and will be requiring race pattern, track pattern to go his way to win. But we all know how yep. damaging uh, he can be late. And he's been tuned up perfectly by uh, by Bernie Miller for this. Um, but look, if my map's correct, I've got Red Cam Man probably landing on the back of Abdicator. Abdicator's a horse who tends to roll off the fence. If Abdicator rolls off the fence, if the rail's playing nicely, Red Cam Man on the 55 should just get every favour. And I think Red Cam Man's a really nice racehorse, BJ. So look, I'm... I'm happy waiting for the day and monitoring track pattern for this one very much so. But if the rail's hot and the rail's playing nicely, I, uh, I think it's really hard to go past Red Can Man in a um, a speed map and class as well. Point of view, Mej. Okay, um, what did you make of Samizdat first mm. up? Bofine. Run off. I think he was run off his legs first up. I'm I'm expecting big improvement. Uh, we spoke last night, and I asked you if, if Samizdat and Cup Knight lined up at the top of the straight and sprinted down the centre. Who would you want your money on? And you said definitely Cup Knight. So in that sense, I find it difficult to. Um, I'm probably with you. Sorry as well. I, I I find it difficult to justify coming 
at uh, Samazdat if they're going to be sprinting from about the same spot. And we do think Cup Knights are sharper, got a sharper turn of foot over the final 200. But gee whiz, if, if the real Samazdat does turn up, um, yeah, he can uh, he can give this a massive shake. The only other horse I wanted to touch on, and I'll ask you a question as well, Electric Light. So we're, I find it very odd that Electric Light isn't being shed. It, ratings points aren't being shed from Electric Light. It's a 98 Raider. It's been in a, a 98 Raider. Um, well, if we just go back to Electric Lights run third in the Northern Stakes behind Fabergino. It's a six-horse field, beaten three points. Fabergino, Flirtine. Fabergino, yep. Flirtine. And they've... So Electric Light was given a point for that uh, for that third placing of six. I, don't, I think that was pretty unnecessary when it's at that awkward 97, 98 rating. Um, seventh in the Roma, eighth in the Belmont Sprint, uh, then fifth in the Bowfine. Hasn't dropped a point throughout that. And now Electric Light gets in with a 59. It's really, if we want to keep these horses that are in that middling sort of range in Perth and in WA um, and not let them go over east, we've got to be be a bit more generous with taking points. So if you look at a horse like, uh, and we'll talk about it in the next race, um, might be in the last actually, beat the bell, had a win, got the three points, two races later uh, has dropped two off and it's basically back to where it started. I mean, I don't think we're being generous enough in shedding ratings points from these horses in this awkward little spot where electric lights are not weight for age class, but at handicap level, it's now copping unwinnable weights as well. So I think there needs to be a bit more understanding from the handicappers into uh, which horses need a little bit of weight relief and, and we're going to lose them and, and it deserves a weight relief as well. So that's yeah, I, that's my rant. I, just, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it would have got... It might have got some ratings relief if it dropped a point for the Bofine Stakes unplaced finish, but it still would have got fifty nine kilos because she's the highest rated horse in the race. This had to be a ah, oh, this had to be a fifty nine uh, yeah. toppy, did yeah. it? Okay, yeah, right. I will still, I still, I still would have liked to see some points be dropped, some ratings relief. Yeah, but yeah, uh, even if it wasn't, she, even if it doesn't, go, it doesn't go into this race. It could go into. Uh, whatever, whatever she contests next, but um, she was good in the Bofine, BJ. She was good and loves William Pike. Good draw. She, you know, her best is certainly good enough to to stretch some of these, um, you know, more fancied runners. Red Can Man and Cup Night listeners to the one one will know that they're two of my favourite horses. I've got their posters up on my wall. Not really, but uh, I would. Um, <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to query that. <laughs> Brad McManus put me on the spot on Twitter yesterday and said that um, you know you'll be torn with uh, these two runners going head to head in the Bolton on Saturday. Look, I had to go with red can man for exactly the reasons that you said terry if you know if the track is is sort of playing if they're making ground and it's a pretty fair fair track then that brings cup night in right into calculations um hopefully the red there's one trick with red can man in that he really needs tempo to suit to do his best work you know if if abdicator and Maginica aren't coming across aren't burning across with, with serious early speed, then I wouldn't mind even seeing Peter Nucky kick up and lead on Red Can Man. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't like to see him getting, you know, sort of boxed in on a average to less than average tempo, if that makes sense, Terry, because if, if, if they bunch up heading towards on the turn and heading towards the straight, that just gives Cup Knight and Samazdat just the perfect sort of race shape to suck into the race and just be have that momentum up. 
and um, and that would be that would spell trouble for a horse like Red Cam Man. So this is going to take a, a pretty pretty heady ride from from Peter Nucky. I did like what you said about Sam um, Abdicator uh, naturally rolling off. Hopefully that's just not for stable mates, but um, Red Cam Man uh, should land one one. Um, what are you insinuating? Cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I just know that a stable mate took advantage of of uh, Once upon a time. rolling off. Um, last uh, was it the Velvet King last start? Mm. Anyway, two starts ago. But um, Red Can Man is the he's a really really good three year old. Like you said, Cup Knight's going to have to give him field position and two and a half kilos. Can he do it? Uh, I suspect Red Can Man is is just going to have enough head start and enough talent and enough speed to hold Cup Knight at bay, but it's going to be a cracking race. Red Can Man on top narrowly from Cup Knight. In saying that, though, what, what was your prices, Terry, for, for the pair of them? Because um, Cup Knight's coming up value for me. Uh, no, Cup Knight I had above five to one, but this again, this is a market I want to, you want to shape on the day um, yeah. with how it's playing. If the centre of the track, if they're not making any ground whatsoever, then... Uh, you'd want probably seven to one cup night, probably. But my, I mean, the one of the concerns you hit the nail on the head there. If Red Cayman does get held up and and it sort of only has a couple of lengths on cup night at the two or three hundred, I mean, there's only one horse you probably want to be on. Trouble, but yeah. Peter Nucky yeah. has to. You can't. I just hope the instructions from the yard are not to be cute in any in any way yeah. here. You just you've got to understand that Red Cayman's tough as um, tough as nails. Have a look at his three runs last campaign. Um, and they were all in pretty strong tempos. They were all similar sort of styles where he just said, I'm the best horse, I can go at a good tempo, and I'm going to out-tough you over, over that sort of journey. So um, Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a fast horse over the over the journey isn't yeah. he's not he's, he's not, not a, cute he's not a cute sit and sprinter he's he's a fast fast horse yeah so uh, so pete nucky has to he's he's won on him before pete nucky has to um work out a way to maximize red cam man's assets in the bolton sprint on saturday exactly right a little quick mention yeah. out to a friend of the uh podcast luke fernie hasn't had the uh He's obviously upset the the lads down at RWWA because they've given him a couple of visitors draws, even though he's a he's a local these days. Um, <laughs> Pims Royale last time um, last time Pims Royale faced Red Can Man, basically the last two times uh, he was very competitive against Red Can Man. Big weight swings he gets uh, in his favour here, so worth noting that it's just it's just a horror draw for uh, for Pims Royale, unfortunately. Tough, so, isn't it? Tough from there. I can't map a win yep. from out there, unfortunately. But um, yeah, good luck to uh, good luck to Luke, who hasn't been gifted a barrier with twelve of twelve here and a fourteen of fourteen in the next with Mister Genoa. So not much, uh, not much success for his two stable stars in the barrier. Okay. Red can man though for me. Yeah, me too. Red can man. But yeah, looking forward to yeah, what looks like a belter of a Bolton sprint mm. this Saturday. Is belter in the race, did you say? I wish he was actually, mm. to be yeah. honest. That would you know, that that would um that would really make Red Can Man immoral, to be honest. But mm-hmm. um we uh we digress. Race eight, Amelia Park handicap ratings, seventy two plus fourteen hundred meters. Massimo was uh, you're on the money with Massimo last week, Guru. Uh, Maddie Derrick goes on board, claiming three. Um, will he be able to hold out the Cerise and White inspirational girl? They look the two. Well, this is an intriguing race, and this is probably the the most interesting betting race of the day. 
I first of all, BJ, tell me, tell me your map. How did you have this map looking? Because I've got a bit of a unique sort of map in mind here. Well, I did did, did notice that Massimo was a touch slow out the other day, mm. so he wouldn't want to be slow out from gate two with with Maddie on board. You reckon all all intentions will be to lead? Yeah, has to, has to lead. Should, should be, yep. Has to lead. I've got Massimo leading, turbo power, outside leader, mm. and then I've got Bad Wolf and Military Ruler um, sort of third and fourth. Okay, we've got a, we've definitely got a slightly different looking map here. I haven't got turbo power. You got Strike Force leading? <laughs> no, I haven't got Strike Force leading. I, I think that uh, I think that uh, Ashley Maley will be. Um, you got to remember that Bad Wolf led over East before coming across here and hasn't really had the yeah. draws or the races to do so. I'm pretty sure that Ashley Maley will be looking at the success he had with Maginica at a big price last week when running second to Massimo, and, and will be saying to Bo, um, with fifty one and a half, I want you to cross. Um, young Maddie Derrick on Massimo here, so I'm expecting, not expecting. That would be a good move. Yep, I, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think at fifty mm-hmm. to one, it probably brings Bad Wolf into the race to some sort of yep. at, a, at a stretch as well. But I am expecting that um, they'll be telling. Well, I, I think they'll be saying over the fourteen hundred to Maddie, we don't want to get involved in a speed battle as well for a horse that's probably done his best work over twelve. But in saying that, I wouldn't want to be. Um, I wouldn't want the claiming apprentice to be taking a sit. That that wouldn't. No, uh, trying to hold, trying to hold a big, strong Massimo. Yeah, uh, leaders back. It'll be a tough steer, I'd say. Yeah, for Maddie Derrick. I already think it will be a tough steer for for Maddie if she mm. can run and jump out in front. That's a different uh, different thing. But look, if if Bad Wolf does cross military ruler comes across and lands in the breeze or even pin sun maybe comes across and, and maybe, breezes yeah. yep. um but if massimo does kick up bad wolf in the breeze and then you have military ruler just in in behind them i i i think this is the one race of the day we can potentially find a, an each way bet on a on a horse who i think has a stack of ability and he's he's super brave and that's that's military ruler um Inspirational Girl is going to be all the rage here, BJ, and that's probably understandable. Even last start, uh, made made a little bit of a mess at the start as Inspirational Girl, as she always, as she she tends to do most starts. Um, I was able to muster up into it from barrier three. Probably can afford the same sort of setup can probably occur here, and she can probably. Do you think she made a mess at the start last start? Uh, well, well, she didn't. Well she basically it. landed a lot closer. If other horses came across and got in front of her, it would have been a different. Yeah. It just it all worked out for her in the run. Basically, yeah. um, it was okay. a day where the rail was nice, but she she didn't make a mess of the start. Um, but she doesn't jump. Sort of, she isn't a jump and run type horse. So from barrier three, Pikey could end up uh, a few horses back the fence potentially. But um, but I, I, these these Cerise and right runners do tend to elevate second up, as we often discuss. But this is it's just a lot harder jumping from the sixty sixty six plus up to the the seventy two plus military ruler. If you look at how he's gone since he's returned, he's run he's run third to showmanship, um, first up off an entire year. It was a year to the day. First up a year to the day. And it was Fred Dagg was the other horse to beat him home in a photo. Only beaten two lengths showmanship. That was a huge effort um, considering the fact he hadn't had any racing under his belt. He's then come out and run second to Windstorm. Um, and it was, it was turbo power. It was two lengths or over two lengths further back in third place. So he's cleared out from the rest of the field. And that's the horse that Inspirational Girls come out and beaten by a length and a half last start. So you can actually draw a line between the two of them um, yep. in that sense. He's then dropped back to the 1200. We spoke about this last week um, or two weeks ago, sorry, that the 1200 was never going to suit. He was run off his legs, but I still thought he was brave. And, and I thought he really hit the line nicely for a horse. It was, I think that may have been the first time he'd raced 
for an awfully long time at least below below 1300 meters so look the step back up to 12 the step back up to 1400 here the fact you can land just behind him or even breeze um i think you're going to get a really big honest run um from military ruler because he doesn't have to run into a showmanship or a windstorm here inspirational girl massimo and serenity bay will take up a stack of the market as you can already see so uh, I, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not jumping out of my skin declaring this or anything of that nature, but this is a horse that's going to race on speed, get a great map and is, is really, really, really racing super at the minute. And I think we're going to get, it's $13 each way. It wouldn't surprise me if it starts, if he starts even longer, just because there's so many money horses. Darren McAuliffe Yard, really consistent at the moment, really, really um, putting in so yeah exactly right and um, I think the, instru the, the instructions will be ride him like the toughest horse as well so every chance he gets grabbed late every chance um, that he's simply not good enough to hold out a horse like Inspirational Girl but you're talking nearly four bucks a place for a horse that I've clearly got in the best four horses here so this is um, yeah, if I was having only one bet on the day at the current markets it would be Military Ruler um, probably on a slightly place heavy basis so Military Ruler for me VJ Okay, I've gone a little bit quirky today with some mm. of my some of my outwide selections, but um, I love the word. I'm not going to uh, follow suit in this race. Ah. For me, all eyes on inspirational girl. I just think that she will be winning. I was uh, I was really impressed with her first up win. Terry's right. She did get a lovely run in transit. Worked. Pikey, as he does, just worked her way into the clear um, on straightening, balanced up, and just went whack and just put put paid to them. I um, gate three is a bit of a is a different challenge. I do expect the tempo to be genuine, which will allow for gaps and spaces for the wizard to work inspirational girl into um, clear galloping room, balanced up. I just can't see how they're going to hold her out for mine, Terry. What's your market? I was um, I was two dollars twenty inspirational. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. I um, uh, four dollars four dollars Massimo. Yep, and nine dollars Serenity Bay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Serenity Bay is the one that's. Um, I think a few people will query uh, the the step up to the seventy two plus. How well she is going to go at this seventy two plus level looks to be a good sixty plus horse with a slightly bigger weight, but. Um, Still probably needs to prove herself against the better horses. But um, look, I think, yeah, I think you'll end up being pretty bang on that inspirational girl will get over the, the top of them here, BJ. Um, but it's just about can we shop for the best quote? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And you're right, like showmanship, windstorm form for military ruler, back up to 1400. I see exactly where you're going from that. And you're going to get the, as you outlined, you're going to get the price to suit. Massimo, if he finds the rail out in front and Maddie lets him, lets him do his thing, he can... He can win again, no doubt about that. Uh, especially if inspirational girl runs into a bit of bit of traffic. But all things being equal, with uh, with the clear galloping room, those uh, familiar cerise and white colours should be able to record another victory, in my humble opinion, Guru. Yeah, no, I well, I've clearly got inspirational girl on top. I've marked uh, two dollars fifty five. Massimo five bucks. I don't, I don't like the jockey change in this situation. Um, if mm. she does hold the top, I'd probably have to mark him a little shorter but i just feel that uh, there is a chance massimo gets crossed here um but i've marked military ruler six dollars eighty so that's why military ruler becomes a bet for me here bj absolutely i've gun to my head inspirational girl is the on top selection but we we always want to shop for the value and i think 
we're going to see around about that 15 and $4 mark for military ruler. So on a day where I haven't found a stack of value, um, this is one that uh, I'm, I'm happy hopping into each way, BJ. Do you think um, Mitchell Bateman will be making a 1,200-metre forward run like he did on completed yesterday? I was wondering Terry? I was wondering if that was going to come up. I, uh, I, was, I was trying to find a way to weave yeah, it in. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were both. I had the early seven or eight bucks about completed yesterday. So um, oh dear. Look, with about 1,200 to go, I was feeling feeling pretty good there i didn't really yeah. i didn't really see the necessity why the move came to be honest with you um audacious wasn't it? it was it was <laughs> audacious yeah it was a little bit audacious i used a different word pri- yeah, privately um but uh yeah look i, I think uh, we might even he might even be austrophilic completed but yeah um yeah military rule each way for me bj Okay. What time is it, Terry? Uh, it is 12.35. Oh, hang on. <laughs> hang on. Yeah, it's time for the Get Out Stakes, BJ. S-T-E-A-K-S. Correct. A Correct. competitive one too. This is going to be a bit of fun, actually. So the extremely popular Get Out Stakes competition is brought to you by Market City Meats. They are the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show, swing pass, say good day. Timmy and his team will take very good care of you. Congrats to last week's winner, the guru, Benny Armstrong. That's his third victory in the Get Out Stakes, and he has his sights firmly set on hunting down the goat. Sean Nichols, record of four Get Out Stakes victories. Terry. A bit happening out on top there, isn't there? A couple of uh, couple of the heavy hitters going at it. Do know that Benny Armstrong likes his uh, likes his pike in Cerise and White Get Out. So yes, tell you what, if 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 one of them can claim it this week, they. Uh, yeah, they'll 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 certainly have earned their uh, their meat pack now this weekend. Now Sean Nichols went. This is no joke. Sean Nichols went within point zero one lengths of winning again last Saturday. So I don't know. This guy's an absolute freak. Just loves just loves the last. Gets himself into a bother on the punt. He's in absolutely no man's land on the punt, and then it comes to the last, and he uh, he stakes correctly, oh. doesn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He sure does. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to, to this week's edition of the Get Out Stakes. So, yeah, there's, as you said, there's a few heavy hitters jostling for um, for the top of the leaderboard. And um, But anyway, yeah, so to enter this, uh, jump onto Twitter. Hit us up at the 1-1-pod. Send through who you think will win race nine, the Get Out Stakes, at Belmont this Saturday. And a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Yeah, look, Bernard, uh, you 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 lead us off here. I I, I don't have a uh, a super. I don't have any opinions. <laughs> to tough, be honest, in the last yet. I mean, it's a it's tough a, get out. I'm gonna. Well, I'm, it it certainly is. Yeah, I think position of power will be popular. But as you said before, I'm not really diving into the. Not too keen on diving into too many Chrissy Graham runners until he until he finds yep. his feet and maybe rides a winner or two. And then Aberdeen Queen will be the other super popular one. But um, And you'd suspect they might give Aberdeen, Aberdeen Queen a chance to find her feet this week. But you really want to wait for yeah. the day and see if they can make any ground because uh, Aberdeen Queen could be in a, in a tough old position out in the car park there if the rail's playing red hot so which way are you looking though bj i'm sure you're gonna you're gonna point the winners to a bit of value the winners the listeners to a bit of value as you have done most yeah trying trying to yeah so the crown perth handicap race nine of the day we'll be venturing to crown do you think after after the get out uh 
I reckon I reckon that's where the smart money will be, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the smart money will be on me at some stage venturing into the Merriwell and probably being asked to leave the Merriwell at some stage as well. So, yes, big chance. Crown Perth handicap, race nine. Um, okay, this, is, this horse was a horse to follow, a black booker from last week's episode of The 1-1. One, one. I'm rolling with Bobcat Johnny each way in the last, his two... Pinjara performances with 61 kilos so far this preparation have been really, really strong. Bit stiff not to win on both occasions. He has performed at Belmont well in the past. He has performed at this level in the past. From gate eight, uh, so for gate five, Alan Kennedy can put him in a really solid racing position. He can land somewhere in the first five, six in running, I think, Terry. That's the key, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If he can, I just feel like this is just a really good setup for Bobcat Johnny. Drops a little in weight, fitting out this stage of his prep. As I said, he's measured up really well in this company in the past. Um, hasn't won at this grade, but he can he can run a race. And, um, and I've just been waiting for Ann King to find a nice, option for him at an each way quote and this 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 looks uh this looks the the one for me i had i marked him an eight dollar pop he's mm-hmm. currently around the 11 dollar mark bobcat johnny so he's my uh he's my go in the get out bobcat johnny each way obviously the likes of as you mentioned terry likes of devoted star aberdeen queen position of power will all have a stack of admirers but for me i'm going bobcat johnny with the hardest to beat Put a spell on you, who um, mm. who you were on quite strongly last start and was four, five, oh. six deep the entire. Finds mm. a fence, 53 kgs for Matty Derrick on board. Put a spell on you, can give this a shake as well. Uh, Bobcat Johnny, put a, put a spell on you. They're the two for me and they're lucky. Jeez, we've got to pull off one of these plungers soon, BJ. I'm quite used to these coming off every couple of weeks, but they're uh, they're not landing at the moment. We were put a spell on you about nines into about 350. I think we discussed this last week, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, I don't know if... Um, the one thing with Maddie, I went through Maddie's riding history and um, if you go through all of her better rides, all of her successes, they come when the horses have uh, have room to move into the race or if they're uh, out in front. So from barrier one, put a spell on you isn't necessarily the world's best beginner. There's a big chance she's going to end up uh, at best three back the fence here, I'd say. And um, while I'm not saying... I, I think it's probably the weighted winner just about but uh, i just yep. think it's a it's a super tough ride she first of all has to find the gaps um into the race and second of all she has to get the uh, the strength out of the horse to to accelerate into the race as well so um yeah i reckon i'll be crying and i reckon i'll be very sad when put a spell on you probably wins the race but uh look i just think too much will go wrong um in, in the running to to really consider put a spell on you here bj but um yeah, I, I don't have a, a super strong opinion. I think there's a big chance I'll probably consider Bobcat Johnny late as well. Uh, I, I worry that – I just worry that he, he's missed quite a few st- – oh, not quite a few, but he's missed a start a couple of times and he puts himself in an unwinnable position. He doesn't mm. want to be – Bobcat Johnny wins this race from landing somewhere near the 1-1 um, yep. and, and being too tough for horses like Double the Pro, Aberdeen Queen and um, Devoted Star who are coming from further back. So that that's probably his sort of – blueprint or his map to success here but um i I don't have a a super strong opinion at this stage of the race so i'm going to wait for a wait for a pattern on the day and uh and go from there bj but um yeah gun to my head at this stage um no no gun to the head no i'm not uh i'm not uh, i'm not keen i'm going to follow you with with bobcat johnny but um i'll we'll make a decision on the day how the how the track's uh playing any thoughts on lucky lactar Raul ramoli 
Magic Mike, Classic Pro. What a what a triumvirate. What a combination. It's a tremendous looking little combo, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, oh, we like it. We yeah, like it. I'm. I'm pretty big on that, but. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know if it's a setup here for Classic Pro. I think it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a difficult race for the for that uh, for that combo to win. But um, look at the current mark. I'm surprised at double the pro is uh, nearly yeah, 20, me too, me nearly too. twenty to one. Just looking purely looking at my market versus the ones that are there. Um, I think double the pro the market isn't showing enough respect for double the pro at nearly twenty to one. But um, uh, let's see how the the track is playing and and make uh, and make good and uh, make good decisions. Almost madness, isn't it? Double the pro almost yeah yeah it is it is it is which is strange considering how well he's racing i thought his last start levitate third was excellent so. yeah exactly right no exactly right me, me too and um i mean if you're looking for a, a real maddie in the last it's rock and ruler hasn't been suited um wasn't suited last start dropping out to near last that's not his go if rock and ruler can jump out the gates and land on the back of a buttery lad type thing uh, it's a horse that can race just behind the speed and give a nice little kick the stable's going okay yeah if you're looking for something crazy that can run a race uh, at a big price it's probably a horse like rock and ruler okay so that brings our preview to a close, Terry. Now um, that's HG Bolton Sprint Day.